This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The province is flush. According to the fall economic statement unveiled yesterday, Ontario's deficit is now expected to be $9 billion for this fiscal year, down from the $10.3 billion projection in the budget. And that money, $1.3 billion, is going back into program spending rather than speeding up the path to balance. It's a confirmation of the kinder, gentler tone the Ford government has been taking since returning after a long hiatus. And predictably, it's coming under fire from both sides. On the left, critics say it's just delaying or masking cuts. And on the right, critics point out that this government is spending $5.4 billion more than the government of former Premier Kathleen Wynne had planned to spend at the same time. So, with all the details, I'd like to welcome Ontario's Finance Minister, Rod Phillips. Hello. Afternoon, Libby. It's great to be on Fight Back. Okay, thank you. It's great to have you on Fight Back. So, uh, your critics say that all of this money is simply reversing unpopular cuts that you instituted previously. Is that a fair criticism? Um, no, Libby. You know, the the other the additional investments that we're making this year, it's going to be $1.9 billion more um, in health care than was spent the year before, $1.2 billion more um, in the education area than was spent before. Um, that's money that we're able to spend because of the balanced approach that we're taking to managing not just the finances, but the government of Ontario. You know, we were elected really with three priorities that uh, that we had to manage. People did want us to put more money back in their pockets. And we have, we have done that in the form of some tax cuts and fee reductions. People also wanted to make sure that we were making the kind of investments we needed to make in health care. And as I said, this year, health care spending will go up 3%, uh, education spending up 4%. And people also wanted to make sure that we were getting our finances back on a sound footing. So we have a path to balancing the budget. It's in 2023. We made a conscious choice when we chose 2023 as, as the date of balance because we knew those other two priorities were important as well. So you commented incorrectly, there are people on the, on the left who, who you know, would think that there should be more spending, and there's people on the right that would think that we should cut more. And, and that tells me that we probably have it about right in terms of balancing the priorities that people expect from our government. Okay, that's, that's uh, I guess, a reasonable assumption. Now, I'd like to know why you think that your deficits are lower, uh, this one is lower, and the one previous was was literally half of of what was projected. And again, what the critics say is that you pumped up the number like as as a scare tactic. Uh, Is yeah, so, so when we came into government after 15 years of, of the Liberal Party being there, we did ask an independent third party to look at the finances of the province, also to look at some of the accounting treatments that we know the Auditor General had rejected, for example, the off-book scheme that they had to finance hydro rate cuts. And, and so the conclusion of, of, that, uh, of that commission was that there was a $5 billion deficit. Um, we have been working 
You mean 15? Yeah, in terms of reducing reducing that deficit, you know, the financial accountability officer and the auditor general all said that our projection going into the budget of 11.7 billion was sensible. That was after, of course, we took a number of steps to to reduce uh, reduce costs and, and get efficiencies. Um, and uh, and again, uh, now uh, we believe that uh, that we're going to be able to get this budget or the deficit this year to 9 billion. So it's steady progress. And um, and I think that's what people expect. You know, one of the things, Libby, not a lot of people realize is the previous government missed eight of the last 13, missed or was late for eight of the last 13 reporting periods, which the, the provincial government is meant to come out every quarter and tell people what the state of the finances is. So we've said, you know, we're going to be there every quarter, myself, and I will explain good or bad how we're doing. This, uh, you know, yesterday's uh, report, this quarter report was some positive news. It was about, you know, more progress on the deficit. We're on track to budget. Uh, balance in 2023, and being able to, as you said, put put some money back, 1.3 billion dollars back into healthcare, back into education, and back into uh, programs for kids. But but how much of that uh, extra money is the result of a good of good economy, which brings more tax revenue, and and how much is a result of your changes? Yeah, no, well we. Of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, the hard work of Ontarians and their ingenuity, but also the policies of our government that have led to, you know, 272,000 new jobs, but also, um, as we reported yesterday, additional corporate tax revenue and additional individual tax revenue. You know, when we have an economy where 272,000 more people are working, that means more people are paying taxes. Uh, it also means more businesses are able to uh, both pay taxes and, and invest. So, you know, it is, it is, so there was additional revenue. Um, we think that, uh, you know, that is a result of, the, again, the changes we've made to make, uh, make it easier for businesses to succeed here in Ontario. And obviously we hope to continue that way. Now, I should say that the ministry's economic projections, we, we are quite conservative. Our, our projections in terms of economic growth are actually lower than the average of all, the, uh, all of the public sector economists. So we are prudent in how we, how we approach the numbers, but, um, but we think that the changes we've made are having a positive impact, and that's what really lets us have this balanced approach that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Liberals say, look, we, we left them a strong economy, and they should come clean about that. You know, Libby, um, and, I, and I'm not the most partisan person, but the Liberals left us with the largest sub-sovereign debt in the world, $353 billion. Libby, the fourth item, we, we talk about the Ontario budget a lot, it's $163 billion. The top four items are health care at $64 billion, yeah, education at $30 billion, children's social services at $17 billion, but number four is interest on the debt. $13 billion every year in interest. That's what they left us. Just to put that in context, I was the Minister of Environment, Conservation and Parks before I took on the role as Minister of Finance. In that ministry, we spent $600 million a year on conservation and parks and the environment. You know, that was that is 17 days of interest, just 17 days of interest that we pay to our creditors. That's more, we pay more to our creditors in 17 days than we do for environment, conservation, and parks. You know, that just doesn't make sense. So that's what the previous government left us, and um, that's what we're trying to clean up, but we're trying to do it in this balanced way, and, you know, so far, this is a plan that's working, and we're confident it'll continue to work. You mentioned hydro rates. So in the campaign, you promised a drop in hydro rates of about 12%. Instead, there's been an increase, and there doesn't seem to be a clear um, timeline for getting to that drop in hydro rates. D- did you just overpromise on this? No, uh, we've we've had to, and the, and the situation with electricity, the electricity sector again is another case where 
15 years of bad policy um, really put us in a very difficult situation. So our Minister of Energy, Greg Rickford, um, is working on, how, you know, he did, for example, stop the green energy contracts, which were going to exacerbate the problem by signing Ontarians up for more above-market-cost energy uh, energy contracts um, and taking a number of other steps. But, you know, we have committed that we're going to, uh, we're going to address uh, electricity rates. Um, again, we have to balance what we do. Um, that that, for us, is one of those other things that we could do for affordability. But on the affordability file, we all have already introduced a low-income tax credit that's going to help 1.1 million Ontarians. It's going to take 580,000 Ontarians off on min- making minimum wage off the tax rolls. We've introduced a child care tax credit that's going to help 300,000 families with an average of $1,250. You know, we've also got rid of the carbon trade carbon tax, so that's saving families $275. So, you know, all of these issues related to affordability are priorities for us. But, you know, we have the other priorities as well. We've got to make sure we have the money to invest in things like health care and education. And we do have to make sure that we are on track to balance the budget in 2023. Okay. Rod Phillips, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Libby. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.